we're going to do a bit of Bible study today. And what I mean by that is that I'm not going to really, really preach, but I'm going to ask questions. And you are the ones who are going to be the preachers for today in Jesus' name. And I call this a call to action. It's just a call to action. And this is something that the Lord has been dealing with me on recently. And um, I'll start from First Chronicles 12, verse 32. We're all very familiar with that scripture. But I'm going to ask that somebody explains that to me because I'm not sure I fully understand it. Now, it says, of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Of the sons of the throne room, who had understanding of the times to know what the throne room ought to do. I want to ask, please, what does this scripture mean to you? If you look at me, I will actually come with the mic to you. So just help me by just answering straightforward. Whatever it is that comes to your heart. We are not trying to be super duper Bibles experts here. We're just trying to come to a place of understanding. Amen. So simply that we as children of God in the throne room, that we need to understand the period, the season we're in. So please, he said he believes there's season. We all know that Jesus is coming very soon. But I'm talking about the season of now, the moment now in the throne room. What season are we in or what time are we in? Okay, so what season are we in in the throne room? Praise the Lord. When is season of dominion? Okay, what does dominion mean in your life? To be in charge. In charge of what? In charge of everything. What is everything in your life? In charge of principalities and powers. Are they disturbing you? (laughs) If there are. I said in your life, personal. Not really. So what are you in charge of? I'm, I'm ahead. Amen. I won't put you under pressure. But really, what I'm trying to find out is that each person individually, we have areas in our lives where we have to express dominion, right? Yes? Okay. So, in the throne room, what season are we in? When you talk about dominion, okay, so dominion. But now I'm talking about a throne room particularly. And I will tell you why I'm doing this after we've gone far. What season are we in in the throne room? We're in the season of dominion. Okay, so what aspect? If you see, notice the way pastor has been teaching. He takes different aspects of dominion. And he teaches us about it, isn't it? He's talked about, the last one was boldness, right? Dominion through boldness. So now I'm asking, we're in the season of dominion. But what are the peculiarities of the throne room? That's where we need to have dominion. Anybody want to help me? Sir, can you help me? Um, we have to... I believe we're in the season whereby we're trying to align with the image of Christ. So those things that are preventing us from aligning with the image of Christ, this is a time that we have to take dominion over them. Praise God. So do you see why we're saying is a time, a call to action? 
And I say a call to action because I don't know if it happens to everyone else. Can we have the... Okay, I'll just stay. I'll just go. I don't know whether it happens to everyone else, but sometimes when you hear a message, you go back home, you have, you've heard the message. If you don't take time to digest it, it does not become real to you. Do you all agree with me? Praise God. Because one of the most important messages that pastor has been preaching is that as the Lord is, is fast-forwarding his movement, so is he doing in each person's life. So some of the things that you and I should be expecting to see is God promoting us rapidly, isn't it? Do you agree with me? So is there anyone here who believes he or she should have dominion in that area? Is there anyone who believes he or she needs to see rapid movement in their life? Because we're going as a church. Do you agree? Praise God. The other thing that pastor said is that where they, the Lord has breached seasons and times for him. Isn't it? Where he should have spent years on end in a particular position or, 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 or level, the Lord just shut all that down, breached it, and moved him. How many of us would desire that the Lord should breach to see the bridging hand of God in our lives? Praise the Lord. So, we have to be like the sons of Issachar to know, for us to be able to experience this dominion in these areas. Another area that I believe that God is speaking to us about, and somehow or the other, maybe because of the way I started, it looked like everybody shied away from there. I think in the area of our finances, God is also speaking to us, dominion. And I tell you why. Because there is a call to build the house of God. Anytime there is a call to build the house of God, I tell you, is a time indirectly God is saying, I want to bless you. Because for the house of God to be built, who are those who will give? Who will give? Is it the ministers or the pastors? Is it just, is it you, the ministers, the pastors, or all of us? Thank you. Now, this is why I'm asking if we understand the season we're in. Dominion, yes. But which areas in specific do we individually need to see dominion in our lives? There are certain areas that are peculiar to me. There are certain areas that are general to us as the throne room. And one of the areas of the throne in the throne room is that the Lord will bridge time for us, move us forward fast. Like the, the, the word that pastor gave us this year is fast and, fast and, fast and, and we've seen it happen in his life. So now it's in your life and my life that we need to experience that fast and far hand of God. It's also in the area of finances that God would desire to do a fast and a far work in our hands, in our lives rather. And that's why I said, how many of us understand the seasons that we're in, in the throne room? Because when we understand the season, you will arise speedily and act. Now, I want us to go to um, First Kings 17. 
No, before we go there, can we go to First Chronicles 29? This was talking about when, David, when um, they were to build, Solomon was to build the temple. And um, David had wanted to do that. David, the Lord had given David the plan and everything. But the Lord said to David, no, no, no. You can't do it because your hands are stained with blood. It's now your son, Solomon, that we do it. But I want you to see the reaction and the attitude of the people when it was now time to give. And I will take you from there. We'll go to Luke 6, 38. It says here, please listen with your spirit. Because we will be those who will do, act in Jesus' name. I'll start from verse 6. It says, then the leaders of the father's house, houses rather, leaders of the tribe of Israel, the captains, captains of thousands and of hundreds with the officers over the king's work offered willingly. Nobody, from what I read, it didn't sound like anybody needed to do much persuading for the people to give. For, I'm talking specifically now concerning the building. They gave for the work of the house of God, 5,000 talents and so many other things. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jehiel the Gershonite. He said, then the people rejoiced for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord and King David. Now can we go to Luke 6, scripture that we're all very familiar with. 38. And he says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. Now, the children, the Israelites didn't hesitate. Rather, they gave willingly. But if you look at the way the story goes, they came from a place of abundance. They gave from a place of abundance. And what they gave was the best of what they had. And, you know, it was like with so much excitement. And I believe it is because they had an understanding of this scripture, Luke 6, 38. Because what opens the blessing of the Lord is your giving and my giving. You give and what comes to you, good measure comes to you. And what else? Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Who will give it to you? Men. But you see, when they gave to the building of the, king, of, the, of the temple, they did not give as though they gave unto men. They gave unto the Lord. We're talking about dominion in this season, but I see that the Lord has given us a channel through which he wants to give us financial dominion. And that channel is the opportunity to build his house. Please, nobody sent me on this message. This is a message I received personally. And I'm sharing with you how the Lord opened my eyes to that. And he said, it is when you give that I am able to do the extra in your life. It is when you and I give 
that the blessings will be running over, will be pressed down, running over, shaken together endlessly, endlessly in your life. But except you give, then you ask me, what do I give? Because I was at this point too. And I said, oh, I really would like to give a certain particular amount. But I didn't have that amount. Then he said to me, give five naira. He said, give 50 kobo. All I just want you to do is to obey that act and give. Give 10 naira. You are responsible to God. All the Lord would, have, would like to see in your life and in my life is that act. Even if you have 10 naira and it is your start point, present it to God as your start point. Present it to God as your widow's might. Present it to God as what you have that you do not want to release. More often than not, our needs stand before us, obviously. Obviously, might is it transport fare? Eh? Or is it how you have we are a salary earner and you have to just equate everything? Everything must be, you know, exact. You must have your transport, you know, there. Your, 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 your lunch money has to be there. Or is it the fact that you have to buy some things for your children? There are so many needs. And what he made me understand is that, except I come past these things, there is no way I am going to give. You may not see them as the stumbling blocks that the enemy is putting in your path. But when they now take lead and precedence over giving to the Father, then they become tools in the hand of Satan. It's not to say that you don't have needs. It's not to say that I don't have needs. It's not to say that what you require is less important. It is very important and it is important to God. But the Lord would want us today, this evening, to see it from a different perspective. Just like the widow of Zarephath. And I want us to look at the story of the widow of Zarephath and see what she did step by step. So that we also, because that is exactly where a lot more of us are. So let's go to First King 17. 1 Kings 17, verse 11. And it says, And she was going to get it. He had requested for water, to drink water, and she, for her to bring him water to drink, rather. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. I'm not saying, some of us may not be so close to that point of death, but some of us on a monthly basis have to just divide the salary in such a way that at every point in time, we have a fixed amount kept aside for our transport, fixed amount kept out aside for uh, food, for, for, for 
uh, what do you call it, um, buying things for the house, for the children. And honestly, we know we must budget. It's very important to budget. Because then you're not going to be living beyond your means or below your means. It's just what you can afford. I pray you can hear by the Spirit. I'm speaking, it's something we're all used to. This scripture, this teaching, we're familiar with it. But I want you to ask that the Holy Spirit will speak to you one-on-one. So that if it is 10 naira you can afford, just put it. You have heard the amount that it sounds so much and you're thinking, what will 10 naira do? That's not the issue. It's not about the value. But don't say, don't be a millionaire and say you want to put 10 naira. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. We're talking about based on what your income is and what you have. What can you put as your own first step of giving? Your first action. And you present it to God as a sacrifice. To say, this is what I am giving you in this time. When I don't have. When I'm like the widow of Zarephath. Where I have budgeted everything. And honestly, Lord, I can't remove 100 naira. Sincerely, Lord, I can't. Maybe I will plan for next month. Then he said to me, Mo, you can do it weekly. He said, you can give me weekly. You can even choose to give me daily. And then my eyes began to open to realize that, oh, I don't have to have a huge sum of money to give. I can just give... If it's 5,000 I want to give or 1,000 I want to give, I can do it. And I can, the easy, and he made me understand. I said, you can even transfer it. This is my personal discussion with my father. Say, you can transfer the money. Because sometimes you say, when you want to keep the money, it may look like something else will come to take it. But we have to be aware of the seasons we're in. So we must be able to practically walk and work through the season so that we can see the manifestation in our lives. So that you can, when, when things seem to be tough, you can turn to say, Lord, but you said, this is your word. This is your promise to me. And you can hold the Lord by the hem of his garment. And you know, when you do that, surely he will answer. But he said, you have to do that first thing. And that first thing that belongs to you and I is called give. It sounds so simple, but it can be difficult. So it's an area where all of us, or some of us, may have to have dominion over. And that's why I kept on asking my brother there, what is it? Which area? He said everything. But we individually now have to sit down and meditate that we may identify the specific areas and things. So that this word is not just something that hovers over us, but is happening specifically in our lives. And we are, we are being good stewards we are fighting the fight of faith with what we have heard so that there can be 
a manifestation in our lives. I called it a call to action because really it is a call to action. And the moment he gave me understanding of that, I just quickly sent something. I quickly sent something so that I also have defeated the thoughts I've cast down those imaginations and the high things that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God that I have heard. So the knowledge of God today is that the Lord wants to bring you to a place of abundance. You don't believe it. As in, it's no, that it's no longer a promise. It's a reality in your life. Not just a promise in the word. But a promise that you live by. That you experience daily. That you can one day refer to your previous experience. I said, you know, but this is particularly when and how God moved me from the point at which I am. It's not about who is rich and who can afford it. It's not about who can't and how much. But it is simply about the act of faith, which is give. Give your five naira. Give your two naira. Give your one thousand. Give your five hundred. However the Holy Spirit ministers to you, give. But it is a time for you to give. We are in a season of dominion. We understand that. We are in a season of dominion in the throne room. But dominion should not just be a word that we hear, but is something that has to be broken down into your spirit that turns into an action. So as you act, then you begin to see dominion. Joseph is a very good example. As he was being challenged, he would hear a counsel from God and he would take an action. He will make, make a move and that will put him in a better place. I pray today that we will take an action we will take a decision to act so that the Lord will put us in a better place. Because I have learned that when the Lord is speaking to us, if we don't move, nothing will happen in our lives. So it's something, a decision and an action and an act that you and I have to do intentionally. Literally like reminding yourself that there is something I need to do. Bible lets us know that the Lord is the owner of a cattle upon a thousand hills. If he was hungry, would he ask you and I for food? <laughs> so it's time for us to actually process the work of God in our midst. Let us not be like those or rather, let us be like the Christians, the Berean Christians, who actually sit back and think through and review the scriptures in such a way 
the teachings rather they've come through in such a way that after they have heard it, they can benefit from it. Throne room. Throne room. It's a time to act. It's a call to action. Not just with the building. But for dominion to be manifested in your life and in my life, it is, it's like you must do a consistent check of your positioning mentally, your place of faith, so that you can indeed move with the word that God has spoken to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless you. I give you praise. I give you praise. Be exalted. Be magnified. In our midst, in the name of Jesus. Father, you only take all the glory. No man, no man shares the glory with you. Only you. Only you. Lord, glorify yourself. Manifest the dominion in the lives of people. Manifest, let the people truly experience dominion in the name of Jesus. Give us grace to act. Give us grace to move. Father, let us not stay in the place of comfort where we are used to. Comfort can be an enemy. Comfort actually can be an enemy because when God has called you to a place of dominion and he's even giving you an opportunity so that you can give into his kingdom. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. What is it that will be given? He said, good measure. Those of us who go to shop in the market, these gari women, these women who sell gari or rice, he said, good measure. They will fill the bag. When you are buying grains, I've been to the bush to go and buy grains. And what they do is that when they fill the bag, they will take the bag, shake it to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right. You will see the bag will settle. They will add again, shake it, shake it. And you'll be wondering, where are these grains going to? Where are they? Where is the space? But the more they shake, the more they can add. So he said, good measure, pressed together. Shaken and pressed together. And what is he going to, what, he said, running over. So what they now do is they now pour another one. And then that one will now begin to run over. I wonder if they realize that they are practicing a principle, a scriptural principle. I don't know if they know they are doing that. But practically, that is what they are doing. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increase. So your barn will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So the call to action this morning, uh, this evening, simply, is Lord, give me grace to give. Between you and I, let's be honest. Is it easy to give? Let's be honest. We're in our father's house. Is it easy to give? So let's ask him for grace. But yet we know the importance of giving. Yet we understand that the Lord has given us this opportunity for us to be blessed. It's not for him. Please, let's see. Let's think through. You know, he says we should come and reason with him. God reasons through things. 
Why would he take from you? Look at it. It's not, it's, it's just because he's looked at you and thought, I need to bless this, my son and my daughter. So today is a day of reckoning and a day of reasoning. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. If you already know how to give, praise the Lord. But for those of us who desire in the depth of our hearts, but yet when we look at the budgets, there's nowhere where the thing will come out from. How many of us are in that place? Don't be shy. You're in the house of your father. You desire to give, but the budget is so tight and you're like, ah, how am I going to do this? The Lord will honor you and make it possible. But he said, give me five naira. Give me ten naira. I will take it. Give me fifteen. Give me twenty. Give me what you have. Your widow's might. Just like the woman of Zarephath gave the prophet her last meal. Have you ever thought about what that is? The last, as in there's nothing else for her to give. I mean to eat. After that, he must have taken it. She told him now that, ah, bros, sir, I'll be a prophet somewhere, but as for me, this is what we are going to eat and we'll sit down and look. Don't come and ask for anything at this point. Are there some of us who are in that place where you're like, Lord, okay, I heard you. I will try. God will make it possible for you. But all he needs is to see that you desire to do it. And he'll make it possible. So I want us to rise up this evening. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes, Alagbara. That's why you must really know your father. In this season of dominion, dominion is not just a word, it's an experience. So when Alagbara comes into your domain, personal domain, your space, you can say you have seen him. You can say you've seen his hand. Lord, give us the grace to give. Please help us. Some of us already know how to give. Some of us don't. Make it your prayer today. Say, Lord, please teach me to give. Give the way you would have me give. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Alagbara, you are the mighty God. You are the glorious God. You are the mighty God. You are the glorious God. You are the mighty. He's the one you're talking to. Alagbara, the most powerful God. He's the one you, he's your father. Just bear your heart to him. Alagbara, 
You are the might. Say, Lord, all I have is five naira to give you today. Say, Lord, all I have is just ten naira. And his multiplying power will touch your finances in Jesus' name. But just do that which he would have you do. In obedience, the act of faith. War, the war of faith. Break that barrier. Take out of that budget. And say, Lord, I will give this to you. And you barra. Hey, hey, God. You are the mighty God. Lord, we ask for grace. Grace to overcome the challenges, oh God. Grace to overcome the difficulties in giving. Grace to overcome those limitations that come through our mind and prevent us from even giving that five naira, oh God. Lord, times when we are like the widow of Zarephath, Lord, that thing that just comes, the imaginations and high things that have exalted themselves above the knowledge of God that we have and prevent us from being able to just give you because, Lord, you have asked us to. Lord, help us to follow your principles, oh God. You are the mighty God. You are the glorious God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We depend on you to help us, Lord. We depend on you, Lord, to help us, oh God. To give according to your according to your purpose. To walk in the place of dominion like you would have us, even as you teach us daily, that we will walk in the instructions that you've given us, Father. Lord, we bless you. We ask for help this day. Father, help us. We understand where you want to take us to, but we need your help. And so we've come as a throne room to you to say, Lord, help us. Help us to give what we have. And give us, help us to even break it into pieces to give in such a way, oh God, that we don't go through the pressure. But that your name, at the end of the day, will be glorified. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we have asked in the mighty name of Jesus. And we know you have heard. And we believe that you have answered. So we say thank you, O God, for fresh grace. Greater grace to give. Greater grace, O God, to seek your face concerning the areas of dominion in our lives individually. We bless you, O God. Be glorified. For we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name.